you are the hope of the future. So don't mean to burden you too much, but it is true. Around the United States, this is the message that the so-called millennial generation hears over and over and over again. And you guys are the ones that's going to be dealing with all this down the road. I'm going to bounce out of here. You guys need to tighten up your act and figure you it gotta out. you got to think about global emissions because we are going down the tube. I'm going to be 70 years old and I'm going to retire and get out of this crap and just let this place go to hell. Y'all need to start thinking <laughs> and you need to come up with good sound solutions and good common sense approaches. Facing global warming and all of the problems that it exacerbates, our planet is struggling. The pressure is on youth to fix what the older generations have screwed up. It's called the generation talk, and it stresses us out. It makes me mad because it is a form of escapism. I hate to be told that I am the generation that's going to fix this world. Yes, I would love to do that but it's gonna take a long time. It makes me feel incompetent and overwhelmed. It's annoying that they created the problems in the first place, but I think it's also some ownership recognizing that they can't, like they're too old. It puts a lot of pressure on our generation when it's someone else who created the problem and it's our job to solve it. It is on their generation that has formed that society and it's not on ours. Wait, everybody just hang on a second. Why is this an argument? It's all dangerously close to sounding like a cop-out for each side. Excuses for why we are incapable of doing work. But is either viewpoint valid? And you're likely overworked and underpaid in your first couple of jobs. It's hard <laughs> to find the ways that make sense to be engaged. And so that's another issue that we're working on is to take on the issues that we have to take on now because we don't have time to build that nest egg and, and to be a volunteer in our 40s. We have to do things now. That's Claire Martini, the millennial of the story. She's a youth activist who spent two years under AmeriCorps working with the Grand Canyon Trust in the Kaibab Plateau of Arizona. We're standing in the gravel driveway at Cane Ranch, part of the Trust's almost 200,000-acre property here. From this spot, we have a panoramic view of the Pariah Plateau in the distance to the east, and the Kaibab Plateau at our backs. We are standing in the middle of a key ecological corridor to this environment. Claire is one of the coordinators of the Youth Conservation Summit, Uplift. She and her colleagues are inspired by the word uplift because it is a defining feature of the plateau, both in geology and in attitude. Large landscape conservation and, and springs restoration and all of that is beautiful and wonderful and so important, but a little bit removed from what people our age are experiencing, a national dialogue about race politics and justice issues nationally and internationally has really ramped up. And it felt like we couldn't ignore that in our happy environmental bubble. It's a revolution. One of Uplift's biggest accomplishments, more of a multicultural feel than a lot of the other work that happens at Grand Canyon. I'm also going to be totally clear and transparent, I am having a little bit of an identity crisis right now that if I'm going to continue doing this work, I need to be rooted here. To look around and to feel connected to all of these individuals and yet have this really keen awareness that in a month I could and, and would be packing up and leaving. It doesn't feel fair to the people I work with, it doesn't feel fair 
to myself. Oh, it's easy to forget that Claire is 25 years old. How can we expect her to be able to solve a world of interconnected problems on her own? She's tackling so many issues, the question is, how much change can we expect one person to be able to make? I'm fundamentally aware that I'm not helping on a whole lot of other problems. This is Mary O'Brien. She works as a Utah Forest Program Director for Grand Canyon Trust, mainly in south-central Utah, and has decades of activism experience throughout the West. She deals with that field of work, large landscape conservation and, and springs restoration, and all of that is beautiful and wonderful and so important. One of Mary's biggest strengths over the years, tenacity. I think it's harder to watch things fall apart than to be trying to do something about it. She has a certain knowledge of what the worst could look like, and she's remarkably calm doing her work in the face of this reality. If this world is going to be reduced to dandelions and house cats, I'm going to defend dandelions. Unlike Claire, who is still trying to figure out how exactly to tackle the broad national dialogue about race politics and justice issues. Mary's narrow focus means that in the work she does, she sees big results. Sometimes she'll casually let slip a story of a huge victory. I worked with um, Citizens for Public Accountability and Eugene and we got a constitutional amendment to the city charter passed about companies having to report all their toxics in and out. That never had been done. It's the best toxics reporting law in the country. But Mary can't save the world on her own. I just got to the point where I just thought, to hell with people, I'm going to go into botany. But there are no environmental problems that aren't social problems. There's no such thing. Mary needs Claire's revolution. She needs to be reminded of her big picture thinking in the same way that Claire could benefit from a mentor. This is just a story about two women working for the same organization with different perspectives. They don't represent the skills of every person in their respective generations, because that's not the point. The point is that everyone has to and can do something in our world facing climate change. Just do it in your own way. Some words of advice? Think like Claire and Mary. I'm just one little piece in the whole world of social and environmental change. Know that you do have something to offer. It's definitely intimidating to walk into a place and to be always the youngest person in the room. But to trust that you have something to contribute, to show up, to be able to volley back and forth with Mary over email uh, late at night, I think goes pretty far towards proving that you're also committed to the work. And you never know. Your age may give you the unique perspective the world needs. For National Public Lands Radio, I'm Signe Lindquist. <laughs>